Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders podcast. This will be a hybrid between a public episode and a Patreon exclusive. So I'm breaking this episode down into two segments. The first segment is gonna be about building your new Instagram account, something that I'll explain a little bit more in detail. And then the second one is gonna be a new concept that I've been playing with called building your own aesthetic, which is which ties into the topic at hand. So public is going to be building the Instagram account, how to do it, um, most efficient ways to do it, uh, n- <laughs> not buying followers, stuff like that. And the next one is going to be figuring out what works for you and what works for your ideas. Okay. So first and foremost, why am I doing this episode? I'm doing it because I gave you guys kind of like a call to action within the last maybe like a month now where I wanted to see more content creators come to the forefront. So I, I think it was in the episode like Pathway to Ascension or something. I just did one a couple of days ago where I was like, we need to be making more content. And that involves making more accounts, making more podcasts or really any other creative outlets. It doesn't necessarily just have to be making a brand new account. But a lot of people have been asking me the question of, well, how do I start building that account? Because I know what it's like to start a new account and get kind of discouraged because, you know, you think that you're going to be some viral sensation, you know, in a matter of weeks, but in actuality, it's a very, very slow process, but there are some things that you can actually do to expedite said process. So the first thing that I wish I would have done sooner, and I probably would have had a much bigger following is just understand that, um, you're better off building with other people. So what exactly does that mean? collaboration. Now that doesn't necessarily mean like you just instantly need to jump into a collab with other people, but you'll notice that if you assist other people on their profiles, you know, giving them shout, even if you have one follower, it does not matter because that repost of that compliment or whatever it is that you posted about them, that is worth more that is valuable to them. Okay. So find accounts where it's like, you really like their stuff. Genuine. Don't be, don't be disingenuous about it. You know, find somebody within the community where you really like a singular post that they posted and say something like this, you know, you guys need to read this boom, tag them in it. They'll repost it. And guess what? They got that, uh, post that they can now repost. It's kind of like social credit to them or, uh, not acceptance, but it's, uh, it looks good for them. Okay. And then you get the benefit of getting that repost in their story. So they may have, they may have 200 followers. You have one, they have a thousand, 10,000, maybe even more. I know that a lot of times when people make a post about my podcast episode or whatever it is, I don't even look at their followers. Most of the time I just repost it because I'm like, boom, this is cool. And, um, you'll, you'll start to gain followers like that. So collaboration can mean either just reposting their stuff, talking to them or something a little bit more detailed. Um, like doing a podcast with them or maybe doing artwork together, whatever it is, collaborate with other content creators within the community. There's plenty of people who are willing to work with you. So don't just think that because you have a small following or no smalling it or no following at all that you are, you, that you don't have value. Okay. So another thing is provide value. You have to remember that humans are very, very selfish most of the time, especially on social media. So you have to figure out what is going to provide value to your audience. Okay. Everybody has a very unique perspective, something I'll talk about more in the second half of this episode when it comes to aesthetics, but everybody has a unique set of skills and knowledge. You may not think you do, but the truth is you do. So 
providing value to your audience means basically that every time they go to your profile and they read your essays or they look at your posts or maybe your nutritionist or whatever it is, okay, psychologist, philosopher, they feel like they're gaining something from your account. They feel like, okay, I visited this account, whether it was just artwork or philosophy or nutrition, I've learned something new. Okay. You're providing value to your audience. Now, don't just, you know, post pseudo value thing. Like don't bullshit your audience. Genuinely take the time to post something that is going to benefit your audience. And what I mean by your audience is selfish. I just mean like if you're going to sit there and you're going to talk about yourself all day, you're not going to gain nearly as much traction. Whereas if you uh, posted something about, you know, how to build bigger calves or, you know, how to burn fat or books to read, you're giving your audience value, 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 value. That's something I always think about with, with all my posts, all my podcasts, even this episode is I ask myself the question of how does this provide my audience value? Super important as you move forward. Another thing too, you have to remember that humans are very, very emotional. If you quick pause, you'll notice that when I'm talking about building an Instagram account right now, I'm talking mostly about the psychology behind building an Instagram account when it comes to building your following, because a lot of it is a psychological thing, meaning that you're going to appeal to certain aspects of other humans, like building value, what I'm going to talk about appealing to emotions, aesthetics, catching the eye and stuff like that. Okay. So, all right, moving forward, um, appeal to people's emotions, appeal to their appeal to their interests. Okay. So what I mean by appealing to their emotions is with providing value, understand that when somebody reads your post, you want them to feel a certain emotion. Sometimes I curate certain posts where I want them to feel, remember, don't do this disingenuously, be genuine with your post, have a reason behind it. But emotions are a very powerful way of getting your point across. Okay. So sometimes I write posts where I want my audience to feel hope because there is hope. Sometimes I write posts where I want my audience to feel inspired because there's a reason to be inspired. I give them that reason and, or they give it to them themselves. Okay. Sometimes I even write posts, these stories or essays where I want my audience to feel angry. Sometimes I want them to feel a little bit of black pilled because you can't truly know the white pill until you know the black. I think about how each essay appeals to my audience's emotions. Now, does this mean that I'm going to go and piss them off and make them mad and blah, blah, blah? No, that mm -mm. you just have to understand that if you appeal not singularly to their emotions, but if you keep that in mind when curating content, uh, you're going to be much more successful if you, uh, also provide them value along with that. Okay. So if you, you know, and I don't say singularly make them mad or happy or, or so don't manipulate your audience, but something to keep in mind. It's something that I've always noticed in my posts or whatever is that if I write it so that it, so that it gets an emotional response from my audience, very, very powerful stuff. Okay. So we talked about providing value. We talked about appealing to the uh, emo more emotional side of human beings. Uh, we talked about collaborating. 
and uh, communication, I guess, what can go along with collaborating, meaning just making sure that you are communicating with people. So go into their uh, feeds and find posts that you like and start a conversation on there or just a singular comment like, oh, this is so cool. I love this idea. Can you tell me more about this? Because what th what you're doing is something that I call exposure. You're throwing yourself into people's uh, attention or, uh, you know, you're kind of putting yourself not in the limelight, but you're getting yourself out there. You're attracting more attention because when you're just sitting there and you're not really posting any, you're not really commenting on people's stuff, what reason do does the algorithm have to feed you? And what reason are you giving yourself for people to follow you? Sometimes you can make witty comments or smart, or you can further articulate upon their post and people are gonna see that comment, they're gonna like it. Oh, he's got 10 likes on this comment. Who is this dude? And all of a sudden they look at your thing, they like your post, they like your uh, content, they follow you, then they're sharing it, boom, you got another follower who's willing to share your content, okay? So uh, expose yourself. And I don't <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean like expose yourself to the public and start commenting on people's stuff. That goes in line with communication and collaboration. Okay, so on the lines of communication, uh, you are going to want to interact with your new audience or you know, maybe some other quote, influencers or content creators by sending them messages okay so i know that when somebody sends me a message i try to interact with them as much as i possibly can to a certain extent without burning myself out and uh, i'll respond to their messages or i'll point them in a different direction but the point is if you communicate with other content creators along with collaborate and expose yourself you're going to find much more success another thing to do which i'm pretty sure you can still do on instagram is hashtags hashtags uh, allow you to provide a hashtag at the end of your post that throws you into a certain feed. So let's say I do hashtag Warhammer. Well, guess what? Everybody who also searches the hashtag Warhammer uh, will find my post in that feed. It's like a giant global feed of everybody who uses that hashtag. I recommend keeping your hashtags anywhere between, I don't know, five to 10. Any more than that, you're just going to get a bunch of weird people from India who are just spamming your content. And you know, it's, it's not really a good look for you. And plus you want to attract the right people. I don't really use hashtags too much anymore, but yeah. Another thing too, when you're building your new Instagram account or just any social media account in general, uh, you have to decide if you want to be public or private. So I've noticed that I've had recently a lot more success when it came to making my account public. And that was because, I don't know, I guess, oh yeah. so. <laughs> People were able to share my stuff because I was on private for like a whole year and people weren't sharing my stuff. But now that I'm public, people are able to share my essays and my story posts, my IG feeds and reels. So I've had more success being public, but I've also had success being private because people are very curious. So if they see your account and um, you know, you might be somebody that they want to follow. You're almost like teasing them with content. But at the same time, a lot of people, what I've noticed is that they will just, uh, they'll just follow you and then they'll leave because they got what they wanted, right? They're just like, eh, I'm not interested in this guy, which is fine. But, you know, I feel like you're almost going to get more loyal followers if you're on private because they've took the time and effort to not only wait for your approval, but, uh, ask for it, you know, in a way. So do I j just try what works best for you, but just keep in mind that the, your follower, um, 
quality will change whether you're public or private. Okay. So recently I noticed that, for example, I did that post about attracting a good woman, finding a good woman. And I got a shit ton of feminists following me all mad at me. Hey, what, the, what do you know about a good woman? You know, what is a, this woman and that woman? I'm just like, oh God. So it's, there is a downside to being public, but at the same time, I've been getting a lot more traffic lately. And I'm pretty sure the algorithm is picking up on me. Um, Another quick little trick to help build your following. This is something I did for a very, very long time. Do I recommend it? Sure. But just keep in mind, it's absolutely exhausting. But go into a f uh, search hashtag. I don't know. Uh, get ripped or something like or fitness and then make that feed on most recents and then just start liking everybody's stuff and commenting on it. And uh, I know I gained a lot of traffic when I did that because, um, you know, people see you liking their stuff and all of a sudden they're like, who's this dude liking all my stuff? <sighs> it's a little spammy, but it's also a good little start. So it's just something else to think about. Um, let's see, is there anything else that I want to talk about when it comes to building your Instagram account before I move behind the paywall? Um, hmm, no, but what I can do, is uh, if you guys have any more questions about building an Instagram account, a new one, and just shoot me a message, to be honest, on Instagram. I know I've missed something on here, but I feel like this covered the basics. But I guess ultimately what, what I should say is that don't be afraid to start the account and don't think that you don't have anything to say because like I said in my previous episodes, you do. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So I'm gonna go ahead and move into Patreon. Remember, you guys can... Find my Patreon either in the link below or you can Google search for us money on Patreon. You can join for as little as $1 a month. Okay, see you guys there.